from the new recording lair located deep beneath the Wine and Spirit Store in Ephrata, Pennsylvania. You're listening to the Masonic Light Podcast. Studio 665 presents Masonic Light Podcast. This show is recorded by Masons, for Masons, and is for entertainment purposes only. And please, no wagering. This podcast is not endorsed by any Grand Lodge, and the ridiculous ramblings of the hosts are their own. And now, here's your host. Hey, everybody, welcome. We're at episode 128 of the Sonic Lake Podcast. 128. No. 128. Wow. That's more than 12. Yeah. And we're very lucky to have this episode because (laughs) half the team is on the disabled list, but like a bunch of Lou Gehrig's, they all showed up to play. (laughs) So um, our Timmy, uh, he's suffering from, uh, from COVID, but he's home and he's on the mend, hopefully. Larry has an infection of some sort that we don't want to get into. And uh, Jeff Moyer, our guest, he's sick because he had to get away from deer hunting to go fulfill his Masonic obligations. Yes. <laughs> All righty. So uh, Jeff's going to be our guest tonight. He's going to fill us in on a lot of stuff. Um, I am. Well, you're going to explain why you haven't been calling in. So oh, okay. That's important. All right. But on the business side, you've... Uh, you're the number two guy in charge of the Valley of Reading. You took some new position at the Grand Lodge of Pennsylvania. So we've got a lot to talk about. You'll always be our number two, Jeff. Thank you. Yeah. I, I, at Avis, we try harder. <laughs> Weren't they always number two behind Herx? That was it. Yeah. Was it. yeah. <laughs> so, uh, Timmy, Timmy, so what else, besides contracting a virus, what have you been up to? <laughs> Not much, let me tell you. Um, you know, I uh, did a couple of things right after our last episode. Um, went to a past master's dinner, and then uh, two days later, woke up achy and uh, coughing and thought, uh-oh, this ain't good. And went and got a test, and lo and behold, it was positive. So, um and I'm vaccinated, so I can't imagine what this would have been like unvaccinated. Um, it's been a real pain in the took us here. It's a huge roller coaster ride on the on the temperatures. Um, the good news is, as you said, I'm getting better. I can tell I'm getting better. Um, not having the we'll rest. Be the, of the we'll be the judge of that. Time. I was going to say you guys can decide that later. Yeah. yeah. So really, nothing else to report. Uh, talking to secretaries a lot on the phone about Grandview. How's that going, Tim? Um, Grand. Yeah, it's, uh, it's going. Um, there's a lot of... There's some challenges. I think that's the politically correct way to yeah, say it. We're experiencing an interesting conundrum at, at Aurora Lodge because the, some of the new guys are saying, hey, I, I, I need, in order to log in and see the notice, I have to have my member number. Mm-hmm. How do I get my member number? Well, and, and there's it's, it's on the mailing label that would have been printed out and mailed to you with your notice <laughs> three years ago, but that's not happening anymore. So, well, when we, you know, you're required to send via U.S. mail, um, typically in October, a dues notice to everybody, uh, and we put everybody's member number on that envelope, and we've just made it a standard thing for. Anybody that gets it via mail, but like you said, not a lot of people are doing that. The other thing yeah. is, if you uh, look at your PA Freemason magazine, it's right above your name on the PA Freemason magazine. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Ah, that could be handy. Yeah. Now, if I could only find one of those. Yeah. So, Jack, what have you you been up to? Well, well I had a most wonderful weekend. Uh, I had uh, on Saturday last, I went to, I drove all the way to Elizabethtown so that I could receive my level one Masonic Scholar Award. 
and um, they didn't give it to me because uh, I don't know. Yes, Yasser said he he thought he read my name and I didn't come up, and I'm like, nah, you didn't read my name. But anyway, so I earned it. I just didn't get it yet. So there you go. Um, and then on Sunday, I I was super honored to receive the uh, Demole Honorary Legion of Honor Award, and that was spectacular. Um, the ceremony was really beautiful. The 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 young man did a great job. Um, my my youngest son and his wife um, came down from Boston to to see it. Well, they came down for other reasons, but they stayed to see it. And um, the the conferring officer was Rick Freeman, and I you you guys probably most of you know Rick Freeman, but yeah, um, but he my daughter in law was certain that he was just speaking extemporaneously. He was just <laughs> talking and telling it like it is, and here's how it is, and I'm like, no, sweetheart, he memorized that whole thing, and she was just stupefied how anybody could memorize anything like that but it was it was great it was a one of the coolest ceremonies i've i've been involved with since i've been in masonry so I, jack i was, was at one a couple three three years ago and he 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 did it was and it was fabulous i mean oh. I, I wish i could have been there but i've seen i've seen his work his his delivery was just absolutely oh, superb. yeah it was yep. great. And I got uh, an award, uh, a certificate, you know, the, 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 the thing that they give you, the piece of paper. And it actually has Tyler Moyer's autograph on it. Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. So oh. past, past guest of the show. So, so that's been my couple of weeks. Josh Lamberton, what have you been up to? Uh, not really too much. <clears throat> I... Uh... <clears throat> Excuse me, I was channeling Larry there for a second. I uh, I went to went to Jack's uh, Jack's thing on on Saturday or nice. Sunday. Um, other than that, um, I I think I helped out Millersville with a Charles M. Howe Lodge with a with a degree. And uh, wait, wait, you think you did? Yeah, I think I was there. I'm not quite sure. No, I, I definitely did. Uh, and that was fun. And, uh, that's, that's about it. Larry Maris, have you done anything? Uh, yeah, a few things. Um, anything, anything you talk about? The, the, anything you want to share? The, the important thing was I attended Tall Cedars Halloween, uh, dinner last night and I go there and Carol and I have two goofballs dressed for a Halloween get together. <laughs> well, you're going to be grand shorts yeah. and a t. So, somebody was there with shorts and a t-shirt and said that they were they were dressed as hell. That was Butch Ella. He came as a pervert. He was handing candy out to everybody. <laughs> and and uh, uh, the, the the thing last night, the the new slate of officers for 2022 uh, were nominated and were accepted on the floor. So. Here's truly, I guess, when we do November, December, whenever we officially do that, will be a grand tall cedar for Lancaster Forest. Oh my God! Larry, I, I have to say one thing. The world may never be the same. Oh, I demand a recount. <laughs> Larry, I'm not, not going to mention the numerous freaking phone calls and texts and crap I'm getting with this merger committee stuff, and it, it's not. With the two lodges that are merging, it's outside idiots. So I'm venting here, and if any outside idiot listens to this, I've got your number. Anyway, that, <laughs> my, that's been my week. Larry, I'll let you in on a little secret. Um, in the secretary world, um, I cast one vote about two weeks ago. So you are, whenever I mail the paperwork in the, into Supreme Forest, is when the the actual election takes place. So everything else is just uh, smoke and mirrors. Yeah, exactly. Um, so I'm looking at my calendar here now. So after our last show, I golfed with the, not the Valley of Harrisburg. I got, I did golf with them the week prior, but this time I golfed with the Far Harrisburg forest, tall cedars. Um, then the rest of the weekend was the Pennsylvania Grotto Association. 
where I am. I have passed the torch to Ron Davidson of Pittsburgh. He is the new president of the PGA. It was a great event. We had over 55 people there. Um, Jack had flu-like symptoms and had to go home. That's the code word I used to use for a hangover. Um, so he had fun. The degree was great. We put on this, um, the ancient order of golden, golden leaf, and, leaf and barley. Great job. I got a, you know, a big shout out to Ralph, um, bacon, Ralph bacon poppy. He, you know, as the home grotto, he took it upon himself to, to make arrangements with a hotel. And he really did take a lot of, uh, work off my plate, which is very nice. So shout out to Ralph. Um, I did some other things here. Let's see. I went on Tuesday to the Lancaster Lodge of Perfection. I did not see Larry Moyer, or I did not see Jeff Moyer there. Where? Um, at the Lancaster Lodge of Perfection, uh, uh, as they put on the... Uh, I, was up, I was upstate uh, hunting, and I'll, uh, I'll try and get there in April. And for Tim, you know what else I didn't see? I didn't see hardly anybody there from the Valley of Harrisburg. There was there was some kind of a conflict. <laughs> uh, Twenty some people from Reading. I heard it was more than a conflict. <laughs> well, that's that's all I heard, and I don't want to know anymore. <laughs> yeah, you, uh, okay. No, really. I think I think messages were sent out late to Harrisburg and Reading. Right. Well, oh, like, Redding, Redding was well get them. <laughs> They got a phone call the day of. Oh, okay. And then Wednesday, I, I went. Yeah. To Wednesday, I went as district deputy to Delco Grotto. Um, they're hanging on by the skin of their teeth. So if you are in the Philadelphia metropolitan area, Delaware County, Chester County, and you want to be in Grotto, you really and you you and your friends could join Delco and just take it over. And it, it would be yeah. perfect. Majority of two. Yes. Um, <laughs> let's just say because yeah, they're they're facing either merging or closing, and uh, you know a lot of Masonic bodies are facing that right now. But I'd rather that they don't uh, they don't fold. Um, Donnie Herb's uh, service for Tall Cedars. I went to that, and I think that is. I went to Grotto on Sunday and Grotto was uneventful because they, we only had one candidate present. So we didn't do the degree. So we're going to do the degree in November. So anyway, we're going to, we're going to ask you, what, uh, Jeff, what you're up to, what we come back. We're going to be a little different because uh, you're up to a lot of new things. All right. So we'll take a break and we'll come right back with Jeff Moyer. Why choose George J. Grove & Sons for your next home improvement project? At George J. Grove & Sons, we've built our reputation on quality and trust for more than 50 years. For planning to materials to installation, George J. Grove promises a home improvement experience second to none. Whether your goal is reducing energy costs, decreasing maintenance, updating curb appeal, or simply increasing the value of your home, the George J. Grove team will recommend and provide solutions that stand the test of time. Call 717-393-0859 for an estimate or visit us at georgejgrove.com. Okay, we're back with Past Master Moyer, that voice that begins our show and has begun, and I guess this has gone on four years or more, and with his acerbic wit and criticism of me, uh, which, which basically we, we do love. We love Jeff, and we're glad to have him back on the show. And he has been really an integral part of the show. He's like the, uh, the sixth member uh, but the problem is, if it was really a legitimate sixth member, he'd be on the show more frequently instead of 
12 months in some northern part of Pennsylvania, walking in the freaking woods and drinking on a... You, you didn't ask me what I've been doing lately, and I was okay. Gonna... What have you been? What have you been doing lately? Right, so, so I'm gonna st- I'm gonna go back to late August Supreme Council in Cleveland. Oh, come home. I went up to my camp. I always go up in September because there's certain jobs that have to be done in preparation for deer season. Came home. You got to feed the deer. Thing, no, first thing I went to was the lodge in the woods. And then that Friday, I was at the Prince Edwin Spring Creek Banquet. That was up in Harrisburg. Sunday That's the record show. He's reading off a calendar right now. Yeah. Just uh, like him dead. He, he watches Tim. <laughs> oh, my God. You always, oh have my to, God. always have to attend the Raja gun raffle. Uh, that's, that's always the third Sunday in September. Then the following Tuesday, Eddie Stum, he's president of the Lancaster County Scottish Rite Club of the Reading Consistory. We had uh, a dinner meeting at uh, Shady Maple on a seafood night. And uh, let's see. Then Ubar Grotto on the 26th. The Grandmaster was there when uh, our favorite, whoever that guy was, had to make an idiot of himself. Then I, uh, then right before going up, I was at the Robert Burns Lodge. Um Banquet, and then I belonged to Constantine Conclave. We had a dinner on the Wednesday, the 29th. So I was upstate for about a week and a half, came home for two days just to mow the grass, pay bills. Came home Sunday, that Reading Monday night for a 32nd degree rehearsal. Last night, our state at meeting. Tomorrow night, a 16th degree rehearsal. Friday night is uh, Union Lodge anniversary banquet at Reading. And then Saturday, I'm spending the day with a bunch of Masons from Berks County. It's a uh, it's not a Masonic group, but it, it's all Masons. And then I'm heading back up uh, on Sunday. So I've been really busy since late August. One of the reasons well, I haven't been. Jeff, our- tell us, tell us your title in in uh, in Scottish Rite. I mean, you're you're moving up the line. Tell us a little. Well, I'm, I'm first lieutenant commander. Yeah, so which I'm, means what? Next year, you're what? Two years. It, it's a two year. So it's two years as second lieutenant commander. Then you move up to first lieutenant commander, which is two years. June 1st of 2023, I'll be commander in chief. And that's two years. Yeah, that's what I thought. So May 30th of 2025, I'm going to be, it's going to be no to everything. No, 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 no. I need, I'm going to need a break because I've been, I've been, I've been serving in some capacity in this fraternity since uh, 1996 nonstop and sometimes in multiple multiple uh roles so well, well, right. now, you, you you say that but you were at a grand lodge meeting and someone looked at you and you looked back and now you're doing that too tell us about that what what, what which grand lodge meeting what are you talking about I, I, it's you know you made contact with your eyes oh uh yeah. you mean for this latest appointment yeah, yeah. No, that happened. <laughs> that happened at a reunion at the Valley of Reading. Or oh. Tom Gammon, he wasn't grandmaster. He came up to me and he said, Hey, do you have a minute to talk? And I'm thinking, oh, this 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 doesn't sound good. Never so we, good. we we go off to a private area. He says, uh we're looking to to uh we they wanted to replace uh, Russ Baker as assistant grand marshal and appoint him a, 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 a uh, an aide to the Grand Master. He said, would you consider serving? I said, well, let me tell you something. I'm not going to say anything because I have to go talk to Sue. Because back in 2003, I made a huge mistake. I got a call from Bill Arnold, who was the regional instructor for Region 2. And he called me on a Saturday and said, hey, I'm, I'm taking this job with Grand Lodge. Would you want to take over as regional instructor? And I said, yes. Sue came home later that day. To this day, she busts my chops. You never talked to me first, so I made I made sure that when, when uh, Tom asked me to serve in that, to talk to her, and she was she was fine with it. So um, she gets to travel with me to a lot of the functions, and she enjoys it. Just in case there's any conspiracy theorists that worry about us taking over the world, we can only take over the world if our wives approve. So yes. we just have to know that. And, yes. and if they plan the pancake breakfast. Correct. So. <laughs> so tell us about your role as aide to the Grand Master and I, I'm assistant grand, assistant grand marshal. Okay. So when there's an anniversary banquet, 
most times a lodge just has a banquet. So, so my function is I, I make sure that the head table is set up correctly. And then the big, the big thing, my main job is the grand master's book, the notebook, make sure that all the grand lodge people are in there. They're checked off, crossed out names added. Sometimes there's a, there's a special meeting prior to the uh, banquet, which Robert Burns did. And I have to come in and announce the grand master. And then we, we process in and and then when it's time to leave, I call call the titles of the positions out to recess. Again, at that at those special meetings, I have to make sure the names are in the book. So when it you know how we introduce, we have to introduce everybody in the lodge room. But we're not as bad as tall cedars. So, oh my so, god. So I have a question for you. Um I, I've heard from multiple um grandmasters that it's kind of a rule that if the grand man you know if the grandmaster is holding a an alcoholic beverage for whatever reason you are under no circumstances allowed to photograph it is there like a grand lodge linebacker there that is assigned to tackle anybody with a that's that's what the uh the aides do that there's typically there's there's multiple aides there and they they make sure that doesn't happen and and most grandmasters they don't they don't you know, they they know not to have a beer yeah they they don't the they don't do that you know you, right. they might they might have something a drink before a banquet maybe it it just depends but now for for the most part they they don't the age, this is the why are, go, this go is ahead. why God created the red solo cup so that no one needs <laughs> to know what's in it it's just a cup that's all we need to know. Or a Yeti cup. Or a Yeti. So tell us a little more about the... Um, so I actually made it to my first Valley of Reading meeting the other night. There was always a conflict because of uh, Tall Cedars. But I, I under the direction of uh, Ed Stum, he said, you know, you're getting high enough in the line now that the Valley needs to become the priority. And he just kind of like left it vague like that. So... Um, I really enjoyed the business meeting. Um, and so in your, what you are, do you have your two years planned out already? Do you get to have any initiatives kind of like how a grand uh, worshipful master does for his lodge? Yes. Uh, actually Sue and I are just starting to plan. Uh, we, we go to Supreme council in Louisville in August of 2023. So she contacted Churchill downs. Uh, we're, the Valley always has a dinner the Tuesday night of Supreme Council. So, so the new, the nominees received their 33rd degree on Tuesday morning, and then all the valleys go out to dinner on their own. So we're, we're trying to plan a dinner at Churchill Downs. Um, Tim, yesterday. Tim, Tim almost broke his neck when you said Churchill Downs. Did you see that happen? Tim's, no, Tim's head just popped right up, and he was like, what? Churchill's up? What? Is that, is Tim, that you're going to have to talk to the guys in Harrisburg. Uh, uh, Moyer can't bestow that honor on you. <laughs> <laughs> I am um, already working with the Harrisburg guys playing uh, some fun stuff for them. All right. Is Churchill's Downs a, a, a nice venue? It's Yeah, it is. You'll, you'll enjoy it. So we're just starting to plan that. Uh, I have to plan a Saturday night dinner, but the other nights, uh, for the most part, the the members that go out, they're on their own. I, I do I do want to plan a couple of. Uh, well, I'm not going to plan them. I'm going to come up with a list of okay, River Cruise. You can go to Maker's Mark for a tour. This is what it's cost because I I'm I'm not going to be setting up this stuff and collecting money because I'm 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 tired of herding chickens, but. I am working on, on Louisville. The other thing I, I started working on when, when you're a commander in chief, we, we, you have a total of four reunions and you have to have an honored guest. So just yesterday, I got a response back that uh, Jeff Wonderling accepted uh, to be honored guest at our November reunion in 2023. So I have to work on three more. Uh, the other thing that Valley does, which... When you're a presiding officer, everybody complains about this. In our in our Valley newsletter, you write a message. So I, I got I think I have to write ten or twelve in two years. I, I just started 
writing some of those. So I'm trying to get a, a jump start on some of that stuff. But there's executive committee meetings got to run, 33rd dinners. There's there's a lot of stuff behind the scenes that goes on uh, when you're going through the consistory line, more especially when you're commander in chief. Hmm. In that rarefied air up there where you're <laughs> not. Hey, I'm no better than anybody else. I'm just, <laughs> I, you know, I, that's, that's, I never considered myself any better than anybody else in this fraternity. We haven't either, Jeff, don't worry. Thank you. Thank you. Keep, keep putting me in my place. <laughs> uh, hey, Jeff, one, one quick personal question. When you were up in September uh, doing your chores to get the camp ready, yeah. did go with you? Did who? Your wife, Sue. Did she oh, no. You, you, were break, you broke up. No, she doesn't go up. She used to go up with me, but now, now that I'm retired, when I go up, I go up for at least a week, and she doesn't want to spend that much time up there. So, oh, I, I, I thought she wasn't going up there since the incident. The incident. <laughs> which, which one? There's been so many. <laughs> the, one, the one when you were on the roof with the hose. Oh, Jesus. I was, I was just telling my my brother and uncle were up there last week and I was telling that story. <laughs> I can't, I, we can't do that here on the air. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's take a quick that break. I won't forget. That's a good one. You can, you can take a quick break and we're going to come back and we're going to hear more from, from Jeff. At the historic Smithton Inn of Ephrata, Pennsylvania, we're pleased to serve the latest creations from Weathered Vineyard Winery along with spirits from Thistle Finch Distillery in Lancaster, all to be experienced in the tasting room of a beautifully restored 18th century bed and breakfast. Cigars by DNS Cigar are available for your enjoyment in the courtyard. The historic Smithton Inn is convenient to Lancaster County's most interesting attractions. Just minutes from the Ephrata Cloister and the Green Dragon Farmer's Market, and a short drive can get you to charming Lidditz, thriving downtown Lancaster, as well as Hershey, Bird in Hand, and Intercourse, or Valley Forge and Gettysburg. Whether you're looking for a romantic getaway or an active vacation full of sightseeing and attractions, the historic Smithton Inn will be a welcoming oasis from everyday life, one that you'll want to visit again and again. Stop in and visit at 900 West Main Street in Ephrata, Pennsylvania, or check out our website at historicsmithtoninn.com or simply call us at 717-733-6094. Just ask for Passmaster Dave. All right, we're back with Passmaster Moyer. Uh, and we were doing some reminiscences of some personal stuff, which you won't get to hear. But if- <laughs> To Jeff, he might have an email. <laughs> That's Master Moyer in care of Masonic Light Podcast. One <laughs> uh, one of the things I wanted to talk about too is the fact that you're, you're, Pete was right. We haven't heard had any phone calls from you lately, and believe it or not, there are people who talk to me that miss it. Why I have no idea. So, are you going to be calling back in? Yeah, I, when, when I'm back here, once hunting season's over and I'm at home where I have internet service because I, I don't have anything up there and I'm not running around like a chicken with my head cut off, uh, I, I plan to, to start calling in. I Last night at the Valley dinner uh, prior to the meeting, I I know the guy, but I can't remember his name. And he's like, how comes you don't call in anymore? How comes you don't call? And I have a number of people. So I, I need to do it. It's just that this fall, it's just been crazy. And you know it's it's getting harder and harder to to pick on you, Larry. So you got to start doing even more. You have to start doing even more dumb stuff. Give me some material to work with. Okay, well, I'll, I'll do that. I'll do that. Well, after the meeting, Jeff, um, at least four different uh, Scottish Ray brothers came up to me to ask me about how to uh, how to listen to the podcast. So, oh good, if our Valley of Reading audience is going to expand. You really need to step it up. <laughs> yeah maybe maybe i'll get kicked out of the line <laughs> uh, in this day and age when somebody has to ask how do you listen to a podcast oh god bless them yeah anyway 
I oh, Larry, if you didn't record one, you wouldn't know either. <laughs> no, I think I listened to podcast. We used to, Pete and I listened to that, that other podcast. We listened to one episode and then we arrogantly said we could do this. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think 128 episodes later. You mentioned that last night, Pete. Now, what was that? I, I didn't catch that thing. The funnel. What did you call that? Marketing funnel? So, so um, for the audience, I'm, if you haven't figured this out, I'm really ADHD. And I was asked if I could be a speaker at this meeting. And I was, I figured it was tacky. They said, talk about whatever you want. So my typical topics are grotto or tall cedars. I thought it's kind of tacky to try and sell people on a different Masonic body while you're <laughs> a guest at, you know, Scottish <laughs> right. So I talked about the podcast. Well, you know, I mean, part of me doesn't like talking about myself so much. I like talking, but just not about myself. So I try to expand it. And we did a thing on the air a while back where we had the five aspects of Freemasonry and why, why people join the fraternity. So with the sales funnel and sales and Jack will know this, the idea is there's a funnel and you put your leads in the top and you just hope that in, somehow, some way out of the bottom, these sales magically come out, but the funnel is defective and there's all these holes in it and it's too expensive or I don't have enough time, blah, blah, blah. All these reasons why people don't buy. So if we take that and apply it to Freemasonry you know, I was kind of thinking, we've got these master masons that joined, and we're tossing them into this funnel. But, you know, what we do when we try to market, say, Scottish Rite to a master mason, we're grabbing these guys that that we see everywhere. They're, they're the suckers like us that can't say no. <laughs> we're talking to the overachiever active masons. But there's a whole ton of masons out there that are inactive. So maybe, you know, there's a 28-year-old guy and he wanted to make friends and he wanted fellowship and he joins this lodge and he's the youngest person by 30 years. He gets done his meeting, his, his joining, and nobody talks to him. So he doesn't find the fellowship he's looking for. So best case scenario, he stays a Mason and just pays his dues and never shows up. Or he tells everybody how about his bad experience and demits from the Masons. But, you know, I think what we need to do is, uh, as, as Scottish Rite Masons or Grotto Masons or Tall Cedar Masons is find some of these master Masons that are not finding what they're looking for. So somehow, I don't know whether that came across, but that was my point yeah. of the sales funnel. Um, you know, we need to figure out a way to latch on to some of these guys early. And if they want a, something historical or they they like acting, Scottish Rite's a great place for them. But if they're looking for that and they're in a blue lodge in Perry County, Pennsylvania, where the same guy's probably been worshipful master five times, he doesn't have the energy to try and steer this person the right direction. Um, so I just think we all need to do a better job of steering masons towards what their interests are so if they want to learn about more esoteric and history stuff the grand lodge of pennsylvania has got a great master builder program um the hot rod academy for scottish right there's things out there but these guys at some of these these blue lodges they're not finding something and they just stop coming out so that was kind of my point yeah Anybody got any I, any feedback on that? Not that you heard it, but I've been I've been saying it all along. You, you, you've got to identify the new candidate and and why he joined, and then direct him towards that thing. But whether that's Scottish Rite or York Rite or something else, you know, you, you, first you have to know him well enough to identify what he's looking for. Yeah. And if you see him once a month for 10 minutes before the meeting starts, 
that that ain't gonna do it. So I don't know. It's it's a whole different whole different world. I think the key is through the mentoring programs. You have a quality mentoring program for new guys coming in. It will not only induct them well into the Blue Lodge, um, but you can have those conversations and learn those things about why they joined. Yeah. Uh, what are their interests? Uh, let them. One of the things that, because of COVID, um, we've seen the guys that um, were kind of stuck with their degree work um, have formed a really cool bond. And now um, they've helped share that with other new guys coming in. They, they see the experience they had with that. And they've become the leaders of kind of the new guy caucus. Oh, uh, that's awesome. It's awesome. Yeah, it's perfect. Yeah. yeah. And, and, and also don't think that a lot of the old guys that have been sitting on the sidelines can't contribute something. Uh, I've been a Mason for 48 years and I'll be doing my first leadership role in anybody in 48 years. So it's, uh, again, we, we, we can't help. Even, like I said, a lot of the older people who may not have done anything, but may have skills that uh, uh, come out. So you know, Larry, and don't quit on any of the brothers. Larry, Larry, is this your first merger? Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's new? Probably, yeah, and probably not my last either. <laughs> so, you know, I made one little snarky comment last night. I probably shouldn't have, but it wasn't meant maliciously. Like, if somebody in Mason's asks me to do something, I generally do it. And, um, you know, I said jokingly, I joined the Valley of Harrisburg in 2001, and nobody really ever interacted with me. Um, they're nice guys. I go off with them. I know lots of them. I know Tim. You know, if, if somebody would have just mentioned to me, hey, we'd really love if you could come and help us out in the fourth degree next month. If I make eye contact, I say yes. You know, mm -hmm. so sometimes all you have to do is ask somebody and you've got them. And right. um, what tends to happen, though, is that that general email goes out. If anybody could please kind of sort of help me with this thing that you're not going to get a response like that. Right. And you have to identify the guy and say, Hey, I need you to be this character in this degree. There's four lines. You're going to be great. Come and do it with us. Yeah. Well, in the Valley of Reading, Herb Swisher just sends out a, a, a postcard yeah. and says, you're going to be in the sixth, 16th and 32nd degrees. If you have, a, if you can't be, call me. Right. <laughs> well, and, and a bad first impression is incredibly difficult to overcome. Because Pete, you mentioned what was it, two thousand and one? Yeah. Uh, you know, so fast forward twenty some years later, um, you know, I guess, okay, twenty years. Uh, the Valley of Harrisburg, I would say, you probably would get a very different experience today than you got twenty years ago. Oh, but, agreed. I've had a ton but, of fun up there lately. Yeah, but again, bad experiences in the past make it even more challenging to get guys connected. Right. That's I, true. I won't even and, say it's a, it wasn't a bad experience. It's just I had no experience. Right. Yeah. If you if 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 somebody would have been, would have been with you. Now, when I when I joined the Lodge of Perfection in Lancaster in April '96, and it was the same thing in May, the next month when I joined Harrisburg, they're they're constantly you know we need help speaking parts. This you know I'm like no I'm I'm never going to do this you're this is the wrong person so i just i shut up i don't make any eye contact well after after uh the reunion in, in harrisburg in may like a month or two later there, there was a guy in our lodge dick brocco um 33rd great guy and he was one of those guys you couldn't say no to so he comes up to me i don't know a month or two after joining Harrisburg, and he says, uh, you're going to do the part of young Joseph in a degree. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> so I did it. I did it, and I loved it. And oh, go ended up doing, um, I think we used to do the 28th at Harrisburg. I forget. 
in Harrisburg at that time, it was a Thursday and Friday reunion. So you're two days off of work. But I, I, I liked Harrisburg. I know a lot of people there, but you know, I'll, I'll never forget that sitting as a candidate. No way am I going to do this. No, I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to do this. And then a few mm-hmm. months later, you're going to do this part. And sometimes I guess that's the approach you have, like you said, with, with Herb. Uh, if you can't do it, let me know. Well, that's what they call in the sales funnel. They call that the assumptive close. <laughs> right. <laughs> you just assume they're going to do it. And then you know, they have to. But, you know, and also, I mean, I've probably seen the 30 second live four times, five times. And I've probably seen the video two or three times sitting on stage and reading, reading through it. I actually got a way better understanding of it than watching it. Yeah. Like it just kind of, I mean, the beauty of that degree kind of hit me differently than, you know, than it ever did before. Um, So, I mean, I encourage anybody to get involved and there's no judgment. There's, I mean, there's a handful of great actors, but the vast majority of us are terrible. I didn't know too much on Monday night, Pete, but the, the, uh, the camaraderie, which is a uh, code word for ball busting. And our rehearsals <laughs> are hilarious. You're just hilarious. But then the day of the reunion, everybody gets serious. That's what I love going. To, I love the rehearsals. I love rehearsal season in the spring and the fall. Speaking of that, I'm going to need the um, 6th and 16th at some point because I don't have them. So if some magical email fairy could help me out, I would appreciate it. Uh, <laughs> you know what? I'm, I'm going to send an email right now as we're talking. Oh, okay, sounds great. I bet somebody somewhere is doing it. So, I bet somebody somewhere is going to get told to do it right about now. You, you said 6th and the 16th. Yeah, I don't think I have any uh, any lines, but I kind of would like to, you know, know, know where, where I'm supposed to stand. Yeah. I'll, uh, Larry, you're in a degree, aren't you? Yeah, 17th again. Okay. And I'll be working the backstage crew. Larry can't lift anything, but he's in stage crew. Yeah. Oh, I they they have a lot of things on the uh, on the on the wheels that I can wheel out there. And then they give me the diagram and the pictures, and I, I stand there like I think I know what they're doing. But any or put a hard hat they, on they, they they it like pen dot. Uh, I'm yeah. I'm I'm kind of like backstage mascot to be honest with you. Moral support. Yeah, but it's a great. So like like you said, Pete, it, and and like Jeff just said, it's 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 the camaraderie. It's it's the fun. There's a lot of fun that goes on backstage. It's a hoot. I, I told my wife when I came home last night. I said I kind of felt like the Scottish Rite is like grown up Freemasonry. I don't know whether that's <laughs> accurate or not, but that was just kind of my my impression. It was just. Yeah, you know, you're just if if you take a, a leadership position there, you you just have to do it. You're just assumed you're going to do it. Whereas in Blue Lodge, you know, you got to run out there and and herd your your deacons and your wardens, and you know, they kind of feel like they're just like pinch hitting. Whereas you know, when you get in the Scottish Rite, if you take a a role, you know, they're expecting you to just take it and run with it. Hey Tim, why don't you thank our patrons while we're at, while we're at it? All right. Well, we greatly appreciate our patrons for supporting this podcast. Um, I think we did we do a listing of them uh, online recently. Uh, yeah, I've got it right here in front of me. How 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 magical that you asked about it? And isn't that something? Uh, the the thing that was fascinating to me was the guy that contributed. What was it? Two dollars and eighteen cents or something like that. Uh, I, I think he's in a foreign country, and somehow that's what it translates to. Oh, okay. Well, you don't need to worry about that if you're in the United States, because for as little as $1 a month. One freaking dollar. Just a dollar. Uno Honestly. Come or, on now. If you want to contribute more, you can do that. Uh, but you can be a patron, and you can keep us on the air with great content like uh, Passmaster Moyer and uh, all well. of the great guests we have, and um, <laughs> you can do that by going to uh, patreon.com slash Masonic Light Podcast. 
And if you're listening, we did not sell those nice microphones that you bought us um, because of the COVID situation and everybody not feeling well. We're doing this remote on Zoom, so we sound like crap tonight. But um, hopefully in two weeks, we'll, we'll be back at the studio again with a uh, nice quality equipment that you guys helped pay for. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm guessing. And by the way, Tim, with patrons, if somebody wants to make a designated gift to Masonic Light Podcast, like if they want to buy us a, uh, a uh, microphone for $300 or they want to... <laughs> Buy us flyers for like thirty or something like. That. I wouldn't want to do that. Designate what you would want us. We're, we're, we're do that, and also too. Let's talk about planned giving. What? Hey, Maris, you're the you're the guy closest to that to, to doing planned giving. <laughs> <laughs> we'll take we'll take it we'll take it. Yeah. We're setting up an annuity uh, that we're. <laughs> yeah, listeners, uh, you could go on to Larry Maris's OnlyFans page. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that's you know, Larry. If you if you make the donation now, you can write it off in your tax tax return. So, uh, so well, that, that it, depends. It hurts. It depends on what laws are passed in Congress. <laughs> <laughs> oh jeez, this is time to break, isn't it? You have no more questions for me, Larry. I'm disappointed. No. 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 Get out. <laughs> <laughs> Let's take another break. Uh, I know we've got some uh, news uh, coming up, and we've probably got some more sponsors to hear from. Uh, we greatly appreciate our sponsors as well. And we will come back and wrap up with Jeff Moyer. As far back as the mid-1800s, records exist describing the pre-meaning tradition of brethren smoking cigars during and after gatherings. To this day, the practice of smoking cigars remains very much alive in many lodges. This custom is considered a time for brethren to relax, exchange ideas, and enjoy the simplicity and fellowship that is the very essence of our brotherhood. This is what Hireman Solomon Cigars is all about. Our starting principles are to bring Masonic brethren together in the harmony of a good cigar. Pull up a chair, sit back, light up any of our premium cigars, and enjoy the history. Hiram and Solomon Cigars can be found at fine cigar retailers. For a complete list, visit HiramandSolomonCigars.com or check them out on social media to find out when they'll be at a live event near you. Hireman Solomon Cigars is pleased to be the official cigar of the Masonic Light Podcast. Hello, brethren. Dutchy Duck is back with an update from my lodge, the Brogan Pla number 377. Well, it is now October. The air is crisp. The darkness comes earlier, and all of our homes in our valley have pumpkins and mums on their front porches. Some families have those blow-up Halloween decorations in their yards. The first time my wife came home and said that we should buy a blow-up, I was quite surprised, and I quickly learned that her idea of a blow-up and mine were two different things. In any event, October brings, as we say in Pennsylvania Dutch, spukatzeit, or ghost time. And this provides me the perfect opportunity to tell all of you out there in podcast land about the famous ghost story associated with our lodge. So sit back, grab a cup of apple cider, and hold on to your overalls. All new members to our lodge learn very quickly about our resident ghost. Many of the brethren think that we're just pulling their leg, trying to scare new members. But we are serious. More than once have we been sitting in a lodge meeting and funny, unexplainable things have happened. And every time they do, we all mumble under our breaths, Brother Geist. Yep, Brother Geist, as in past master, Josiah Geist. It was the fall of 1858 in our little valley. Our lodge was still in its infancy. The worshipful master at the time was Brother Josiah Geist, and according to our records, there was never a more faithful brother than Josiah. 
He never missed a meeting, learned all of the degrees, and moved through the chairs as quickly as was possible at that time. Brother Josiah lived at the far end of our valley, which meant a long and arduous journey via horseback to Lodge. Many miles he would have had to ride in all weather just to get to Lodge, and from all accounts, he never complained about the trek. The year he became master, he quickly set a bot to have the best year for not only himself, but for the whole lodge. Month after month, new members were brought in. Apparently, we were in a friendly competition with the next lodge over the way to see who could bring in the most new members in the year. Brother Josiah and his officers were holding up their end of the competition, and by October, were within smelling distance of the lead and potentially the win. At the October meeting, we had five candidates prepared to be made Master Masons. This number was going to cement our lead and our victory. Brother Josiah was determined. The week leading up to the meeting, his dear wife Rebecca had come down with scarlet fever. She had been bedridden and was battling the illness. The night of the meeting, she had taken a turn for the worse. Josiah was torn as to whether to stay home and be with his wife or attend lodge. Rebecca whispered to him, don't go, not tonight, stay by my side. His greed for winning the competition got the better of him and he decided to go to lodge. He kissed his ill wife's forehead and told her that he would be his home as soon as possible. Off he rode to lodge, conferred the degrees and made five new master masons. His job was done. Home he rode with a broad smile and a firm belief in the lodge's victory. When he arrived home, something in the Haas had changed. As he climbed the stairs, a cold chill ran down his spine. He cracked the bedroom door open. The oil lamp was no longer lit. He could see his wife's body on the bed under the quilt that she had made last winter. He went over to share the good news of the meeting with her, but was met with a cold, blank stare. Yes, Rebecca had passed this earthly realm while he was at Lodge. No one was there to be with her in her final moments. Brother Josiah fell to his knees asking God for forgiveness, all while holding his deceased wife's lifeless hand. Brother Josiah was never the same after that event. He continued coming to Lodge, but he no longer did any of the work and stepped down from any leadership position. He would die a few years later. Not long after his death, strange things started to happen in our Lodge room and have been happening ever since. All of us believe that it is Brother Josiah's tormented spirit. We hear him when we call off from labor to end a meeting. You can often hear the sound of a gavel knocking. I believe that that is Josiah trying to end his meeting so that he could get home in time to be with his wife before she died. Anytime I feel Josiah's presence in the lodge room, I often become quite melancholy and say a prayer that he could find the peace that he so longs for. If Brother Josiah's story has taught me anything, it is what we as Masons are always told. Family first, Freemasonry second. Remember that, my dear brothers, as you journey on in our great fraternity, so that none of you will ever have to knock your ghostly gavel in dread. Till next time, work hard, stay plumb, and out in the lights when you leave the room. To learn more about the Pennsylvania Dutch language, culture, and history, please visit my website, padutch101.com, or my YouTube channel, just search Doug Maidenford. In Masonic News Today, it has been reported that the Grand Lodge of Georgia has finally recognized the Prince Hall Grand Lodge of Georgia. While this reporter has written and thrown out several awful jokes about time and progress, let us consider where we are and whither we are going. Congratulations, Georgia, and welcome to this, our 21st century. That's the Masonic News, so moted was. Oh, jeez. Congratulations. Welcome to, the tw- welcome to the 20th century. Yeah, really. <laughs> Or 19th, maybe.
That was outstanding, Walter. <laughs> thank you. Thank, thank, you very, thank you very much. <laughs> so maybe, Jeff, you might know this. Um, what Do you know the deal with the Grand Lodge? Since, you know, us and uh, Prince Hall in Pennsylvania, we, we um, you know, we do see eye to eye on things. If there's, so like Shrine, they have their own shrine. We have our own shrine. If they do not have their own version of Tall Cedars, can their members join our Tall Cedars or our grotto? Well, that's a good question. You know, I don't see why not, because we are recognizing them. I think it would be any 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 master mason in Amity with. Yeah, yeah, yeah I think that's what the, I think it's what it is. I, the word Amity popped in my brain. Yeah, but I don't know. I could be. You know, it, it may be a situation of where I don't know. It, I was going to say maybe their Grand Lodge um, limits what other organizations they can be a part of. I mean, yeah, we we need to get an official from uh, Prince Hall on on the show. I think right. that's a good job for you, Tim. That's a really good idea. Yeah, because I just think really think for like Grotto and Tall Cedars because there's no competition on their side. You know. Yeah, you know, 128 episodes later, maybe having somebody on from Prince Hall would be a good idea. Yeah, <laughs> we talked about it. You're not we fighting fighting us us earlier, but he's not a Pennsylvania Prince Hall Mason. Uh, no, that's yeah. true. That's true. Now, if I remember correctly, the Lancaster Sonic Center or the Sonic Center Lancaster—I'm not sure what their official title is—that was the first center where a Prince Hall Blue Lodge started to meet. I mean, I, that's, that's in the mid to late nineties. Met in the same building as a, as a, yeah. a traditional Blue Lodge. Yeah. I believe they're correct. And I know uh, when I was going through the line, we always invited their officers to our annual banquet and they always came. Now I, I, I've never attended one, one of their meetings one of their members spoke at, at a one of our state of meetings, but I'd, I'd like to go to a state of meeting. In fact, I was just talking to my brother about it last week because there's one in Allentown, and he said it's they're a great group of guys, and I, mm-hmm. I hear wonderful things about them, but I've, I've just never been to a meeting. I went to a uh, Master Mason um, degree in Lancaster uh, one night, and it was I think I was junior warden of Lambertson Lodge at the time. And it was kind of cool because they had any visiting masters sit in the east next to the master. Any visiting senior warden sat next to the senior warden, et cetera. And I don't know. It was just really neat. It was like you really made a guest feel welcome. And uh, the degree, they just did a uh, they did a heck of a job with the degree. And I think um, kind of like a local legend, he's passed on now, but. Um, an elderly uh, Nelson Polite. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He gave the um, the lecture um, to all the men as they got the degree, and it was it was beautiful. Um, he sat there like with a trestle board, like it's, you know it's the whatever you call it. It's not it's not the not the Pennsylvania way of doing things. It's so the Webb Preston. Yeah. Yeah. It was very very interesting watching him lecture these men and he just looked like a college professor doing it and it was it was amazing Hmm. all right so uh brother jeff what have you got coming up in the next couple of weeks besides hunting hunting well uh i think i mentioned earlier rehearsal thursday night banquet friday sonic function semi-masonic function saturday but then when i come back uh November 14th, more rehearsals are uh, the, the Valley of Reading's reunion is on Saturday, November 20th. And then on Sunday, November 21st, the uh, appointed Grand Lodge officers are holding a appreciation lunch for the uh, outgoing Grand Master. Uh, it's something that floor officers have done for years. And I just found that out a few weeks ago. So looking forward to that. <laughs> and then after that, uh, we're pretty much done for the rest of the year until the annual grand. Is All it right. may not, Jeff, is it true there may not be a Christmas uh, thing here? Oh, Holiday Happenings was canceled. It was canceled. Okay. The Pain Club 
said they would set up the trains, but they didn't want to be there uh, with large crowds running them. But they are going to have the tuba Christmas the first Saturday in December. And that's uh, open to the public and it's free. And I, I believe the first time uh, you visited as, as, you know, Masonic Life podcast, they were, they were holding that tuba Christmas. Yeah, that was great. We, we actually recorded some of the music. So There's that's nothing the first great Saturday in December, Jeff. Pardon? First Saturday in December? Yes. Yes. Okay. I, if, if I get home from upstate, I said to Sue, why don't we run over? Cause I, I've never actually sat in the auditorium and listened to them. I've been out in the lobby and heard them, but I, I would like to actually sit in it in an auditorium seat and listen to them. And Jeff, while we're going to be on stage for the, uh, on November 20th, uh, your wife and the ladies auxiliary will be at kitchen kettle village in Lancaster, learning how to make whoopie pies. Uh, yeah. I, I believe she gave you a handout last night. She did. And um, I gave it to my wife. My wife was like, I have nothing on my counter. So I guess I, I can't say no. <laughs> well, it, it's Sue is, I forget what position she's in in the ladies auxiliary. She's not going to go to president, but I don't know what she is. First or second vice president. And her responsibility is planning a function or whatever entertainment, the day of the reunion. And so she got a hold of uh, kitchen kettle. And then, uh, you know, TJ Quinn is involved. He's he, so he, he has an, an intermediary handling it, but he knows what's going on. So they don't have the restaurant open, but they're taking private parties. So I think they're up to 15 people. Uh, sometimes one year they went on a uh, that in the Reading at Berks County, there's a railroad, Blue something. Blue Mountain Railroad. Yeah, they, Blue Mountain, they, they Blue Mountain Railroad. Reading and Blue Mountain. And then they, they went, I don't know where they went shopping, uh, all I know is usually those those Saturdays um, cost me money. So I, I, I look forward to the reunions, but then I don't want to see the receipts. <laughs> Jack, how about you? What do you got coming up? Um, not too much. Just same old. Uh, meeting with the candidates Monday nights and doing the Masonic thing. That, that, not, nothing really major on the schedule. Cool. Well, I've hopefully uh, got a stated meeting coming up um, next week on Monday. Um, assuming the temperature leaves, I've got to be 24 hours clear of a temperature and having taking, taken no Tylenol to prevent it. So um, hopefully that will occur in the next couple of days and I'll be back to my Masonic activities. Uh, we've got the Harrisburg Lodge of Perfection coming up on the and then our reunion is the 19th and 20th um, of November. So that's pretty much on my schedule for now. Uh, Josh, how about you? Uh, we got the stated meeting for Lamberton coming up. And I think the following Thursday we'll have uh, a couple of degrees we'll be doing. But other than that, I think, uh, yeah, I think that's it. Cool. All right, Pete. I've got a lot. I'll be with Jeff tomorrow for the uh, learning about the 16th degree. I have no idea what my part is, but I don't think I have a speaking part. Um, Saturday, I'm driving up to Connecticut uh, for the new grotto in Long Island called Liar Grotto is being constituted. So I'm going to be going up there and I don't know, whatever I would, I'm supposed to do there, I'll be doing it. Um, We've got, uh, I'll come back. We've got Junto Council and our good friend, George March will be the new sovereign uh, master. I look forward to that. He was a, a guest on our show. And uh, Tall Cedars Executive Board, which I will be at, and I will not be at the sixth degree rehearsal. Uh, Larry and I are meeting tomorrow morning to talk about his year as Grand Tall Cedar. Um, and then the Grand Tall Ball for York Forest is November 6th. Anyway, I got a lot of crap. Um, I think I'm, every other day is something in the Masons. It is that time. So, Larry, yeah. how about you? What do you got coming up? Um, Pete, 
told you what I have coming up. So uh, Josh told you also uh, the stated meeting next Tuesday and all the stuff that Pete just mentioned. Busy. Uh, Larry, when when are you Grand Tall Cedar? Uh, beginning, uh, I guess, December. December. Yeah. Yeah, so you're going to come to a meeting? Yeah, just to harass you. I figured that. <laughs> bring bring a Grand Lodge officer so Larry has to do something he doesn't know how to do. <laughs> oh, that'd be great. <laughs> uh, hey, let, let, let me put it. Let me put it like this. I no, I won't do it. No, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'll do that when we're not doing the uh, when we're not recording the show. All right. Well, I hear some chickens in the background, Larry. So he's uh, <laughs> out of here. Yeah, yeah time, time to yeah, exactly. Alexa, uh, play chicken chickens. Um, special thanks to Effort Lodge 600 for uh, allowing us to meet the beautiful studio underneath the Wine and Spirit Store. Also, uh, thanks to Josh Leiter, our, our producer and director, for always making a great show. Yeah, in spite of how we screw things up. Also, to uh, to uh, Jack Harley, our, our news director, uh, and Tim Devman, our marketing director, along with Michelle Snyder and Douglas Maddenford, our uh, Masonic Light podcast contributors. And I want to close the show just one thing tonight. Oh, God. A listener, his name is Josh Slaughter. S-S-L-A-U-G-H-T-E-R. He's a truck driver. And he listens to all of our shows while he's driving and working. And we got a note from him, and, and Pete and I corresponded with him. He said, uh, old man, he said, Larry, I found out about you guys back in late August and have binged your show from episode one. I'm all caught up. And honestly, I think you guys have crushed it. He, th- he thinks we have crushed it since day one. It's like sitting around a dinner table before a lodge, and I love it. <laughs> be careful out there when you hear your name in the radio and you're driving. Please, just be careful. But we're glad to have you as one of our listeners. Here, here. Maris, Thank thanks for listening Thank to Masonic Life Podcast. All right. Well, good night, everybody. Bye, everybody. Good night. Everybody. Good night. <laughs>